Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut sh- your, sh- your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. A couple quick uh, show announcements, you guys. Check it out. Ryan Buckley, our uh, esteemed producer, who you probably forgot about, he'll be back on Friday. He finally returns to our program. (laughs) Allegedly. I believe it when I see it. He's been on paternity leave. So that means two more days of Schultz. That's right. Actually, today and tomorrow, because Thursday, Will Ortner fills in for me. Wow. So, no, Technically, we're, say, we're just saying tomorrow. goodbye. Schultz, there's going to be a like a number two McDonald's uh, for you here on, on Wednesday. I appreciate what, it. Is that your, is, what's your, what's your go-to McDonald's meal? Double cheeseburger, baby. Double cheeseburger meal. All right, I'm, I'm going to bring one yeah, in. Yeah, yesterday, you. we're going to miss Schultz because yesterday he said the double cheeseburger from McDonald's is a top 10 burger in the United States. <laughs> Hot takes. That's what he's known for. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Got to love this guy. Yeah. Appreciate you. I threw it out there, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had to double down yeah. on that. Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Um, so Buck back Friday. So that means that only six more, six and a half more hours of Jordan Schultz. That's right. On this show. Yeah. And Vancouver Ford Text Line has uh, pointed this out. And just to be fair, because we normally kill off people, uh, we did not kill off Marty Schottenheimer, and uh, we should have, because he died in 2001. Oh, he died, did he? Yeah, I knew he had Alzheimer's and dementia, and I knew he was doing really bad. I saw the an interview with him, but I, I don't remember him passing, but he passed away in, uh, in well, 2021. Well, rest in peace. Uh, here's <coughs> the other thing. Uh, February 27th, that's a Tuesday. Put it in your iCal or on your phone calendar. Uh, we're going to be out at X-Golf Tualatin mm-hmm. for the first annual Fan Winter Golf Classic. Not to be confused ah! with the Summer Golf Classic. No, Winter, because yes. it's winter. That's right. So you can sign up now. You can play at noon or 4 p.m. at either the X-Golf Vancouver location or the X-Golf 12th uh, location on Tuesday, February 27th. Inside, got a bar, simulators and everything. They do a great job. 
And if you win it, so so you can play in threesomes. If you win it, you get a free foursome at our summer golf classic, there which uh, sells out very fast and is very popular mm-hmm. with the kids. So come on out and uh, say howdy. And then if you finish last, if you really suck, <laughs> and then we give you a golf lesson. We give you free lessons at X Golf. <laughs> what? Which is great. Yeah. So if you want more info on this or to sign up your threesome, go to 1080thefan.com. That will be Tuesday, February 27th. Or if you just like to come and hang with us, we'll be at X Golf Tualatin for our show. And then Danny and Dusty will be at X Golf Vancouver uh, during their show, which is noon to three. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about that. Although, because the Vancouver location is like four blocks from my house, and meanwhile, I got to drive to Tualatin. It's possible that Danny is dead. I don't know. He has not been on that show for months. No, no. But he, did he co- have a kid. But he did go cover the remix game. So I don't know what's happening, but in theory, he should be back. Although, if I'm out in Tualatin, maybe I'll go visit the Chub Shrub again. That's the last the last time we were out there. Yeah, the I, Chub Shrub. I did go see the Chub Shrub. I don't know if it's still there, but I feel like maybe I should. Swing by there and see what she's decorated. Probably Valentine's Day, right? The iconic landmark. Yeah. The Chub Shrub. Because I think last I saw it, it was for St. Patty's Day. A tree shaped like a penis. Yes. And apparently the, penis, the neighbors are, are livid. And uh, when I did get out to photograph uh, the Chub Shrub, there was a lady walking her dog that was disgusted with me. <laughs> I don't think I don't think she enjoyed people stopping by her neighborhood to photograph no. the penis tree. Well, how about this? Yeah, lighten I'll up. say it for her. grow up. Yeah. No, not lighten oh, up. You me? Grow up. Grow up? Grow up. No. How about no, that? No. I found the Chub Shrub. Or delightful. you could say to her, lighten up. Yeah. What does it affect you, ma'am? You're just walking Probably your dog. Probably both. Well, it's her neighborhood. She's does, a serious does, person. Does it bother her that for the 30 seconds it took me to get out of my car and take a selfie with the, the shrub, that w- ruined her whole day? Well, at least at least she's admitting to you that she knows by complaining. She she knows it looks like a, a phallic thing. Yeah. Stink, sticking up in the she didn't air. like that. I think she hit me with a, really? Yeah, really, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, actually. I wanted to be like, I drove here specifically for this. Someone drew me a map. So Pete Carroll, uh, apparently he's been angling for the Chargers job. Yeah, we he told you. He wants to work for the Chargers. We told you, man. Petey's old ass didn't want to go away. You know, it was it was all kumbaya that, you know, it was a mutual decision and to step down. And well, he, did he wanted for... to stay with the Seahawks. Yes. And, but, you know, they, they, they kind of put it out there during the press conference, and I don't think he wanted to crap all over Schneider. But then, like, two days later, he came out and was like, yeah, the only reason I'm not the coach is because non-football people made the decision, a.k.a. Uh, Jody Allen and Burt Cole. So we knew he wasn't going away. I just find it fascinating that, that both Pete and Bill, who are ancient and a 1,000 years old, are, are – Sniffing around all these jobs. Well, they want to work. Yeah. And that's their prerogative. That's fine. Sure. They're legendary coaches, both of them. Yes. At the same time, neither are getting substantial interest. Um, and it sounds like Jim Harbaugh is going to come shove Petey down. Yeah, by by like all bully. by all accounts, uh, Harbaugh to with, the Chargers. Within the next forty eight hours, Jim Harbaugh will be the next coach of your yeah. someone's. Yeah. Do they have fans? I don't yeah, know, like, I mean, like I think seven they do. seven L.A. Charger fans. I mean, I. I tried to be. I mean, I like the San Diego teams. Yeah, but I, they were so hard because, well, they've sucked a lot, mm-hmm. and they have a terrible owner, and then they just moved. So I, I don't know. I like Justin Herbert. It's the worst fan base in the country. I really like their um, unis and their logo and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, I, I got a Chargers awesome. uni. But you play in the. You're you're a Jersey guy, are you? Hell yeah, oh, I'm a Justin Herbert uh, of course Chargers you Jersey See, owner. You're rocking that jersey. I love Justin with Herbert. Your cargo shorts. I love you, Schultz. I love you Eat, too. Eating your McDonald's. Uh, it's, it's shorts. Justin, it's not cargo shorts. If Herbert propositioned you, would you have to do it? 
No. Yeah, if, you're, no, what? if Michael Buble propositioned me, I'd be like, uh, yeah, where do Chelsea, I sign? you but, touch it. You would. No. Wow, Buble over Herbert, huh? Uh, yeah, Herbert's not. Sorry, I love Herbert, but he's not the best looking dude out there. Come on. There, there's much better looking. If we're talking quarterbacks, I think I, I'd be particular to like a maybe a salt and pepper Jimmy Garoppolo. Schultz, no offense to you, bud. Not only you, uh, you would touch it for Herbert, I'm pretty sure Harrington could probably get you to do it too. I'm sorry. It's we get we get a we get a couple Dutch brothers in you. Add a little Irish coffee to that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think we know what's happening there. No booze, just coffee and sugar. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be a well. Anyway, uh, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. That's good hire. Uh, I don't know how they could do better than that. Uh, the guy has won everywhere he's went. I mean, God, he's riding on the doorstep of one in in San Francisco. Tremendous job at San Diego, Stanford, Michigan. Sounds like they made him a big fat money offer. But, oh, uh, the question is, is like. They got to decide on a GM, and and I this is where it gets hairy with a guy like Harbaugh because their GM is now in in uh, Vegas. Yeah, Telesco. Well, they fired their GM. Yes, and and the, looks like the Raiders are going to hire Tommy Telesco, who did a pretty good job there. I mean, I think he did a better than it. Than, yeah, you know, I mean, he drafted Bosa, he drafted Herbert, he drafted Keenan Allen. Like Tommy Telesco did a pretty good job. They just the, for whatever reason the Chargers are just so chargery, and they just did not have a good record when he was there. But uh, I don't think it was really his fault. They, they had a that's a good roster. Yes. The, and a good quarterback. The only thing that has derailed them, um, well, coaching, but has derailed from a personnel side is is just simply injuries. You know, and they admit, I mean, everyone misses on stuff like the Kenneth Murray thing, but you mentioned, you know, from Derwin James to Bosa to Slater to Herbert, uh, they found Eckler, uh, Mike Williams. I mean, they have hit. Um they have hit on a, on a lot of their first three round uh, players. It's just that unfortunately for them, they all get hurt. So I'm not certain that you can. I mean, do you really blame Telesco for that? I think they've no. done a nice job of putting together a roster. He was there a long time. I would say injuries and coaching have let yeah. them down more than anything well, else. And I just think their owner sucks. That's true. Um, and it's probably hard to win there, and that's where I think, that's where I think it's going to get. It could get interesting with Harbaugh. Like, who do they pick as GM? How does he fill out his staff? That those those the devil's in the details on that. Yes. And how much control do you give Jim Harbaugh? You know, um, well, all of that. And sound, then, sounds like he wants a lot, or well, at least yeah. at least a say. That's in, what I'm in, saying. In what happens? Right. So then, if you hire a GM that has other ideas, now you got a problem, and that's and then therein yeah. lies why franchises, even with good rosters. Or even good coaches fail. Well, because there's infighting. Like yeah. That. Well, and supposedly, like Bill, uh, the hoodie, he interviewed twice with Atlanta. And I guess the sticking point there is that he doesn't want to answer to a GM and he doesn't want to answer to the, the their, I guess, CEO or what would you call him? Uh, president of operations. There's Rich McKay, who was there with the Bucks. And I guess him and Bill have butted heads for years. And Bill is basically saying, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So it sounds like they're moving off him. Because yeah, when, when you've been in, imagine. Being the the head coach, the, the goat of six Super Bowls, and you're whatever fourteen, fifteen wins away from being the winningest coach of all time, and for the first time, someone's like you're going to have to answer to not one but two people. Yeah, that's that's why I just say I. Everyone thinks it's a slam dunk that Bill ends up getting Shula's record. I'm not certain. I don't know who hires him, but I don't necessarily think it's a slam dunk that he just waltzes in somewhere and wins nine or ten games two years in a row. I just I don't. The notation of a notable NFL note to notate. Ooh, I like notations. Uh, that will be next. And then in the news on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. I think it's really sad. Guys, move it's on. It's not breaking news, bro. dude. Maybe it is breaking news. We don't know. Dude, me. One more thing here before we get to in the news. ITN, as the kids call it, mm. on the streets. Oh, they love it. Um, what does this say? I saw this uh, little stat. thought it was interesting that uh, with Brian Callahan? Yeah, the soon-to-be coach. He was the OC in Cincinnati, and he will be the next coach. We're just waiting for the official announcement in Tennessee. Yeah, he's the Bengals' offensive coordinator. Yes. And now that the Bengals, so he'll be hired as the Titans' head coach. Now that the Bengals have to replace their OC, every team in the NFL will have changed his offensive coordinator since the start of the 2022 season. Get right down out of town. Every team. Hmm. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, and by the way, I guess they're just going to promote their quarterback's coach. They're just going to bump up from within. Um, but what's that say? Well, it's it's two it's twofold. One, you're seeing this with with uh, Philadelphia. The easiest thing to do when something goes wrong is we just fire coordinators, right? Sirianni oversaw a, a quite frankly the greatest collapse in in NFL season that I can remember. You were ten and one, and you didn't win twelve games. You were ten and one, and you and you didn't win two more games the rest of the year. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. And Sirianni completely lost that locker room. By the way, his team rolled over and quit in the postseason on him. You watch that Philadelphia game. Tell me they didn't quit. They absolutely just didn't want to play, and that's on Nick Sirianni. But by all accounts, Sirianni is going to somehow keep his job. But what do you do? You fire both coordinators. Yeah, like, yeah, your ass is out of here. So, so that's one thing. Is it's, it's easy to blame a coordinator. And the other one is if you do come in and you do a good job, as Brian Callahan did, and you lose your your quarterback in Joe Burrow and you make Jake Browning look really good, the next thing that you do is you get a head coaching job. And that's kind of where the NFL, I think, is trending this way. No offense to, to you know, obviously Harbaugh's a little bit different, but you know, it's like the Pete Carroll's in the in the Bills of the world. Tennessee isn't doesn't want to hire Bill Belichick and they're they're not interested in hiring Pete Carroll. They want the young coordinator. They want the next Sean McVay. They want the next Shanahan. These are the guys that they're looking for. You know, Stefanski, guys like this. And so I, I think it's just, it's it's both good and bad. Ben Johnson, how long has Ben Johnson been in, in Detroit? What, three years since Dan Campbell got there? Ben Johnson ain't going to be in that position next year. He's going to be a head coach somewhere. And if he doesn't get a head coaching job this cycle, he'll be a head coach the next one. In fact, the only one that I can remember, uh, like off the top of my head, was maybe... By the, the way, Ben Johnson, 2022... Oh, so he's yeah. Because like I said, every single every one single of one them yeah. has turned over since the start of the 2022 season. The only one that I can remember um, that that had a lot of success that didn't get bumped up was Eric Bieniemy. 
he was the OC in Kansas City for all those years, and he, he, you know, he never got the job. And some of that was, I guess, he was a pain in the ass to deal with. Some of it was, uh, the, 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 all the credit went to Andy Reid. But you know, it's you look at around the league, and, and the guys that get promoted, they're usually the the hot coordinators. I mean, shoot, Philadelphia goes on 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 a good year there, and Steichen and Gannon both get plucked. So that, that's just where this pool is coming from. So when you are a coach in this league. And it's much like the same thing in college. It is not the most important thing. I mean, culture and team building, all that. But if it's not one, it's one A. It is your ability to hire coordinators. You know, Dan Lanning did a great job and that he lost his coordinator who was really, really good. And I think he went on to become the youngest head coach in Division One football, at least Power 5 football, down in Arizona State. What did they go out and do? Have to find another one. And he comes in and, and is gangbusters. And I promise you, if Oregon wins the Big Ten next year and has a great year, guess who's looking for another OC at that point? Dan Lanning. Yeah, in the NFL especially, it is kind of interesting that, you know, as a texter brings up on the Vancouver Ford text line, you, you know, a lot of those guys don't call plays, uh, the OCs, the yeah. head coaches do. Yes. And so that's part of it that, you know, they're, they're easily interchangeable. It's yeah. like, okay, if we didn't get what we wanted offensively this year, not my fault, it's yeah. your fault. Yeah. So I can just bring in the next guy. Um, so it's easy to, ch- to swap that out. Um, but you know, like it's, it's interesting how good teams do it too. Baltimore did it. Mm-hmm. Baltimore changed offensive coordinators and they, they are even better. Yep. Uh, hiring Todd Monken for, who was at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Jacksonville, uh, they were a good team, changed out both coordinators and sucked this year. Terrible. So I, it is a very year to year thing. Yeah. Um, you just, if you suck, on either coordinator spot, you don't get many. You're not, you're no. not getting another year. No, it's because it's too easy to replace you. Yes, it's too easy to and, replace and promote you. somebody who you think in in house. You see everybody's work. You 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 promote somebody who you think can do a better job. And it's the easiest way. Like it's it's hard to turn over rosters. It is when when you know, especially with quarterbacks. Like when when you commit to Herbert, you commit to you know whatever Lamar, whoever. When you, when you commit to someone, or you've got a young quarterback and you're trying to grow and develop him. The moment it feels like someone is stunting someone's growth, you're getting them the hell out of there because you can't just go in this endless cycle of of, of trying to revamp quarterbacks and revamp entire offensive systems. So it is by far the easiest way. It's like the difference between changing out an engine and changing out a car. Do you want to change the tires, the brakes, the doors, the steering, all that? Do you just want to put a new engine in? It's way easier to put a new engine in. And then you look at the poor bastards like Justin Fields. How many head coaches and OCs does that guy have to deal with? You know, and that's that's the problem with this is that at times you can be left chasing your tail where you just have one thing after another and there's no stability. And I think Fields will be on his I think this will be his fourth offense that he's going to have to learn. So, I mean, it, 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 it's it's hard when you're having well, to learn new terminology and, and all is. that every single year. But don't you think they've they've kind of streamlined that, too? They've made that much easier over the years. If you are remotely competent as a coordinator you don't I, I call it getting mike marts the days of the mike martzes of the world that say i'm the most complex system in the world i don't care you learn it you figured out this is the way we do things very few guys are like that anymore. right they just sim- simplify it. yes and and you understand that you're playing to your guys strengths and and you're you're building it and then as they grow you give them more and more but in this in this game today it's it's about building quarterbacks. If you're a guy that is viewed as a quarterback whisperer that can grow and develop quarterbacks, you will have a job forever in this league because it's the most important thing. 
All right, in the news is next, a wild scene on North Interstate Avenue yesterday afternoon. But first, Schultze with SportsCenter. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Pleased to have you along. Really are. Really am. Really are. Really is. Who? What? When? You know that uh, Henry Winkler commercial that plays a lot? I just heard it. Yeah. I, yeah. Hear, I hear that all the time. Henry. And it's a it's a great cause. Yeah. But I, I always enjoy it when he's like, my eyesight is very important to me. Who's, who isn't it important to? Has anyone ever been like, you know what's not important in my life? Seen. He's like, my. it was like his father-in-law or whatever. And it's like... It meant so much to him. Yeah, Henry, we're all on board, man. Like, no one wants to be blind. Has anyone ever in the history of eyes been like, this would be sweet if I couldn't think, see? Is it possible Stevie Wonder would say it's a little overrated? I don't point? I don't think so. No. I think if you gave Stevie the option, I'm pretty sure Stevie would like to see what's going on, although a lot of people think that he's faking the whole thing. There's that. <laughs> January 23, 2024, time for In the News. I'm your newsman. Hello. Thank you, America. Please be seated. Thank you. Today is National Pie Day. Love a good pie. Love a good. I'll take pie over cake every time. God, I won't. I won't. Yeah, you're a cake guy. Yeah, I find pie overrated. Nah, it's big, a little mid. Big, big fan of the pie. I like. I mean, I could do. Well, I don't really like pumpkin. I'm trying to think of my favorite pie. Banana cream. I Lemon got apple. Cream. I got cherry. Key lime. Oh, yes, key lime. Key lime, lime pie. Lemon. Now you're talking. Although I do like a good carrot cake as well. Look, I'm not, I'm not denying cake, but uh, do you like fruit cake? No, that's blasphemous. No. Although we we got a fruit cake uh, at the office this year, and I had a couple bites of it. It was fine. Better than you think. Better than I thought. Yeah, it's a bad route. Yeah, but still, no one chooses, no one chooses fruit cake. It's just well, the old ladies do. Well, it's like Jello. You know, like you know, it just it happens. And sometimes you eat a you eat a thing of Jello, or you're like pudding, and you're like, yeah, whatever. It's also National Handwriting Day. Yeah, it's not good for Which me. many think, yeah, you're not good at that. You have great handwriting. I'm sorry, what? You have good handwriting. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't, well, there's this whole debate. Isn't there a whole thing about is hand, is bad handwriting genetic? Have you heard that or read about that? I haven't. Although my yeah. father has horrible handwriting too. Yeah. I don't write that well because I'm a lefty, yeah. but I, I write, I taught myself to write right-handed mm-hmm. because it looked better. Yeah. And after years of practicing it, I, I write both now. Yeah, it's impressive. And the right-handed is way better. I think it looks better. And it's very important for me for it to look good. Yeah. Or to me. Well, and I, I remember when you... Look, I'm impressed that you can write anything with your... Like, you think my right hand's bad. Yeah. If I tried my left, it looked well, like Fred, Fl- to, yeah, Fred Flintstone. You just have to practice. My daughter teaches uh, little kids in Korea. She teaches them English. And I, they were talking about handwriting. And they she brought up her father, a.k.a. me... The handwriting and the little kids were like, "We want to see it." Mm. So my my, my daughter uh, messaged me and said, "Do you have anything?" And and you were out, and so I'll write like a a, a show sheet, and I'll just write it out by hand. Mm-hmm. And I happened to have that, and I sent it to her. <laughs> and she said, "The kids came. One of the kids came in from like recess and wanted to see it. He took one look at it and said, and I quote, "Oh dear," and ran outside to get more kids to come inside and look at it. Really? Yes. So you're famous in Korea. Yes. With the kids. With the kids. There is a bunch of eight-year-olds right now in Korea that think that I have the world's worst handwriting. Because they all write very well. Yes. Right? She like, says they t- it's, it's yeah, a very it's, big deal over yeah, there. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's what I got. Came in from recess to see if I had sent it. Oh, dear. Ran out to get more kids. Oh, dear. Yeah. You're just a cliche American. It's bad. You can't write. No. You can't spell. No. It's It's ugly. Oh no, oh no. Oh yes. 
Wild scene on North Interstate Avenue yesterday afternoon. I don't know if you saw this. But uh, we had another sitch where two kids had to jump out of a stolen car. Yeah, I did see this. They got, like, carjacked, but they, they made it out. And they weren't, like, little, little kids, right? Nine and 11. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's it's small, but... Yeah, they weren't, like, two. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, when I first saw it, I was like, God, did, like, a four-year-old bail? And then if it was, like, teenagers, I wouldn't be that impressed. So this is the sweet spot where you're like, all right, man, way to go, kids. Well, their father left their car running. Can't they were in... You can't do that. They were in North Portland uh, with the kids inside. Yeah. He was just—he just ran into some business. I don't even know where he was. He just ran into the business real quick. And yeah. you say you can't do that. People do that all the time. You shouldn't do it. I mean, all the time. Now, I will say that nine, like when the when the kids are youngins, you just, that is a the, the biggest no no. Nine and eleven, you you're probably getting the kid. The, the dad didn't even think he's like, ah, you'll be fine. Yeah, he didn't even think about it. Yeah. So somebody jumps. This woman jumps in the car and takes off with the kids. Yeah. Does she even notice that the kids are in the back? Or is it one of those, excuse me, uh, miss? Uh, back here. I do remember there was a story once where a guy stole a car, realized there was a like a toddler in the back, turned around, scolded the mother, dropped the kid off, kept the car. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because the mom had, had left and had left the kid in the car, and the guy steals the car, realizes, holy hell. Yeah, he came back, dropped the kid off, and yelled at the mother for being a poor mom and then stole the car anyway. <laughs> so I guess he's a car thief, but he's look, he's uh, he loves the kids. Well, the the woman stopped at a stoplight. You stole the car. Why are you stopping at a stoplight? <laughs> Turn on your blinker. You following? The, I mean, like what? So the kids jumped out. Well, look, just because you steal a car doesn't mean that you ignore the traffic signals. I think you do. I don't think you do. You can't, because if you run a red light, you're going to get T-boned or something. Well, but and then you have look you sus- not seen a car chase? Well, but you look suspicious. Well, but you, you're, it's a stolen car. They're looking for you. Well, look. What do you think you do, do hide? They, do they really look for it? Oh, they'll never find me if I don't, if I, if I follow all the I, rules of the road. I saw this car. It was like a silver what have you, right? It looked like a silver Camry or something. You're telling yes, me. Yes, they're looking for it. There's two kids in it. Well, that's the thing. You got to get rid of the kids. No one's putting out an APB on <laughs> well, a but stolen even if you car. you get rid of the kids, they don't know if you got rid of the kids. They're looking for you. Do you think you call into the police and be like, hey, just, so you, you to know. just so you know, the kids I, are fine. I stole this car, but kids are fine. I've dropped them off. They're at the corner of like, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're off a of Burnside somewhere. Really sorry about that part. Sorry of it. about it. I'm keeping the car. Just want you to know, no kidnapping and here. I also want you to know, I will I will break no laws. <laughs> yes. In driving to wherever it is I want to go. Yeah. Although the blinker's out, so I'll be using those hand signals out the window. <laughs> oh. Stupid. Oh, that works. Anyway, I've never got, stolen a car. They caught her. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't steal the cars, especially with the kids in them. I will say though, that's probably pretty scary for a car thief. Look again, having never stolen a car. Look, let's say I'm a young whippersnapper, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna go cheese this car. The last thing I'm looking to do is kidnap anyone. Yeah. There's a difference between grand theft and kidnapping. I think you got to turn around and go back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Either that or you just, you know, you put it in reverse, then you bail. And you run. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you head off on foot. You know what? There's lots of other cars. I don't need to be in this Camry right now. I can find a different car. Because I would assume stealing car isn't, like, if you're willing to go to those lengths, that's not hard to do. 
Oregon lawmakers have unveiled their plan for a policy overhaul on the uh, drug, on Measure 110. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get back to Didn't where the, the, the druggy thing is illegal. Uh, do you guys illegal. remember 2020? I do remember 2020. What a wild year. We had the COVID. Well, look, and I admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong today about Adrian Beltre. I was wrong today about Marty uh, Schottenheimer still being alive. You know what else I was wrong about? This. Uh, I was like, good. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, you know, if, if you're walking around with a little dime bag or something, let it go. Who cares? You're doing a little blow. Sure. Well, it turned out that was not, that was not good. Well, in defense of lawmakers here, now this has worked. So that was where they decriminalized drugs. Yeah. And you had to call into this hotline in, in, so they could put you in jail, but they wouldn't. Yeah. If you called this hotline and got help, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was the idea. Well, it worked in, I think it was Portugal, wherever they studied it. Yeah, it worked a bunch of places. It's worked a lot of places. Did, the problem work. here was that there was no enforcement no, of it. So, no, it so there would, like, nobody would answer the, they would call <laughs> and then nobody would answer. Or they wouldn't call and nobody would, inf- would enforce the fact that they needed to call. And then everyone just started. Uh, so it was toothless. Everyone started doing heroin and, and meth right on the street. Uh, remember at one time I, I was eating tacos and a beer while walking, and I was offered meth <laughs> for one of my Modellos and a taco. Yeah, the, the openness, I think, really shocked people. <laughs> I don't think we were all prepared for the, the open drug scene. So go down to Pioneer Courthouse Square sometime, like on a nice sunny Saturday, and tell me if that's yeah maybe not, you know, maybe not a terrible idea that we, we passed all that. So what they're thinking, I'll tell you next. By the way, here's a quick text. I wanted to read this. A co-worker had her car stolen a couple of days ago in Portland. She had an Apple AirTag in it and told the cops where it was. The cops said to go get it back herself. Is that true? I have one that's worse than that. Damn, dude. That is confirmed. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you, when you buy a new car, those do have but most of them have low jacks on them, Yeah. right? Someone stole a car off a car lot, and they can track to where it, to where it's at, and uh, the police were called, and they showed up to the uh, gentleman's house because it was in his driveway with the dealer tags on it and everything, <laughs> and when they rocked up to the door, the guy said that he didn't steal the car. It was given to him by a friend, and they took the keys back and were like, okay, and they gave the keys back to the dealership, and... The guy, nothing happened to him because they said they couldn't prove that he stole it. Even though he had the keys, it was in. Oh. It was in. Oh, they couldn't prove it was him. So they, he's saying it was somebody else. And, and then, and oh, I don't know. The guy gave it to me. Well, and there's security footage, but look. But what? That's evidence. You would think. And literally nothing happened. They got the car back and that was it. So they just don't care. They don't, car thievery is nothing anymore Yeah. to them. Yeah. They're like, whatever. Unless there's a kid in the back. And even then. But can you imagine that? Like, you 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 steal a car, you drive it to your house, and the police show up, and you're like, what are you talking about? I I didn't steal that car. That's from my buddy, Souk. Yeah, here. And they're like, well, we need that. I don't know. I don't even know the friend that well. I I don't have his number. And that was good enough. That literally was good enough to be like, what do you you want from me? I tell you. That story is true. It is. I would be. Well, I'm not saying yours. I'm saying this one that this guy texted in. Yeah. That would piss me off. Yes. Yeah, go get it yourself. <laughs> what? Uh, I hate to tell you, but car dealers do have to do that now. They go and steal their cars back because they have an extra set of keys, and they do. They they go and they <laughs> steal their cars back. Vigilante justice. Yes. 
in the I don't understand a Mike Fox comment. Misfire. Um, My bad. All right, so I'll tell you next what Oregon lawmakers are considering to replace and overhaul Measure 110. That's next on The Fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Yep, that's right. Dropping suit. What are you doing? How you guys doing? Not just over here sports. We're newsing. No, we're not sports. We're newsing. Schultz's over there talking to Big Will. Big Will, not Big Suit. Big Will. Big Will bets, baby. Big Will bets, baby. It's a little creepy. What is that? Is (laughs) it the O? What are you doing? Is that a heart? Is that a a, I love heart? Doing a a Taylor Swift sort of thing. It is. He just said before it's a Tay Tay heart. After weeks of testimony and deliberation, Oregon lawmakers on a special joint committee released their framework today for legislation meant to address the state's drug crisis and roll back drug drug decriminalization under the 2020 Measure 110. Yeah. Didn't work. Measure 110. Didn't work out so well for us. So So we had, yeah, 2020, we had the COVID. Do you remember that whole global pandemic? Yep. Remember that? Yep. We had that, and we were like, ah, drugs, whatever. All in the same year. <laughs> we're like, we're pretty cool here. <laughs> Everyone handle it responsibility. And turned out uh, they didn't handle it responsible. No, that, that, was, that was bad. Faced with mounting substance use and a rise in overdoses, the legislature formed the Joint Interim Committee on Addiction and Community Safety Response. God, glad we got a committee. Got to have a task force. Love our committees and task force. And they gathered ideas about what the state can do to change the policy and better address the issues. Um, of course, Measure 110 has received mounting blame for the state's failure to address substance abuse and addiction. Um, the framework released Tuesday represents the core concepts of a bill or multiple bills without yet being written into bill form. So we just have a rough idea. We got an outline yeah, of we how got we're an outline tackle this. from the task force. Yeah. Uh, we need to urgently expand drug treatment and addiction prevention in our state while stopping drug dealers, confiscating hard drugs, and cleaning up trash and graffiti. That's very broad, but yes. that's Kate Lieber, uh, the Senate Majority Leader and co-chair of the committee. She said, we will not solve this problem overnight, but this plan will get people the help they need, clean up our communities, and save lives. Yeah. Well, and, and I, don't, all, and I all, don't see it. And all of those things uh, are important. Because Under I, the framework. I, I want to save lives, but uh, I also don't want our city to look like a sewer, and I also don't want to walk downtown and uh, and see everyone doing meth. It's not it's not good. Under the framework, Measure 110 would not be repealed, but drug dr- uh, decriminalization would be effectively ended. As things currently stand, if you are caught in possession of uh, user amounts of drugs, um, you can earn a Class E violation, a ticket for uh, about 100 bucks, basically. Yeah. Which, you're Which not gonna, is waived if you uh, if you contact the substance use hotline. And right? by the way, just FYI, none of the people getting caught have a hundred dollars, uh, and they're not going to call. So the new proposal would change that to a Class C misdemeanor, the lowest level misdemeanor crime under Oregon law, carries a maximum sentence of thirty days in jail, a twelve hundred and fifty dollar fine, or both. It also adds that someone cha- uh, charged with possession would have a defense against the charge if they completed a behavioral health screening and caseworker intervention yeah. called a deflection program. Can't we just 
force people to either go to get cleaned up or, or do some time in jail. Is that like the most ridiculous thing in the world? No? Anybody? Well, that's not what you were saying in 2020. It's not. Here on these airwaves. Again, I admit when I'm wrong, but, you know, if we're if we catch you smoking meth. I think the whole point is jails are overcrowded. Can we open some treatment centers for God's sakes? Well, that's what, that's what she just said. <laughs> I mean, clearly actually, they're all over it. Actually make them do it. I don't, you know you, I don't know if you know. Threaten them one or the other. There has to be consequence. Not sure if you know about meth, heroin, and fentanyl, but the people doing it don't necessarily want to stop. But if you, and if they do want to stop, they can't because it's addictive. If you don't have jail, then once again, how how do you threaten them? You can't. Well, again, it says it's a Class C misdemeanor, which is a maximum sentence of 30 days in jail, a $1,250 fine, but you can get out of it with the deflection program. Yeah. And that's where you, if you complete your behavioral health screening, caseworker intervenes, gets you sober, then they're like, ah, we don't worry about the crime. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Or at least that's what they think they're going to do. Yeah, it says don't worry about it. They're all over it. I don't know what you're worried about. Vancouver Ford text line. Ah, I trust the city. They got it. They've never let us down before. Well, there's nothing like a task force. No, no, To get no. stuff done. To look into things. <laughs> and you then suggest. You always got to give people a lot of money, and then they'll figure this out, right? Well, yeah, I'd, you know. Just throw money at it. That'll solve it. Someone said just move it behind closed doors. It's better than it being out in the open. I don't want it behind closed doors either, but I'd rather have it that than out in front of my favorite restaurant. P1 Dustin said the Portugal decriminalization worked because there was a stick along with the carrot. Yes, you will not get arrested if you go to treatment. But if you refuse treatment, guess what? You went to jail. So yeah. we decided to enforce that, but we didn't offer treatment or send people to jail. Yeah. So what did we really do? It's like when they were doing that camping ban thing, and they were like, your first offense is a ticket, your second offense is a bigger ticket, your third offense is jail, but we're not going to send you to jail. Like, they came out and said that. <laughs> cool. I'm not going to pay either one of those tickets, and good luck. Again, not sure how you're not familiar with the way that the homeless and the drug addicts operate, but timely bill paying not high on their list. Like, as you're sitting there on the street in your tent, all methed out, I wonder if you're ever sitting there and be like, God, i got to got to get these bills paid. Got that summons I got to appear before. Got to find some time in my busy scavenging day to go out and make sure I write that check. For God's sakes. So that's from the Democrats. The Republican side is much uh, stronger, as you can imagine, yeah. on this. And they have a, their their deal is they want criminalization of public drug use. Yeah. That's something that the Republican bill would do. Yeah. Do it like the rest of us. Smoke your meth in the privacy of your own dwelling. My kid's senior project is more complete than the task force plan. Yeah. Well, again, task force, you know, they just suggest. Yeah, just putting They get out. feedback yeah. and they sit around a table and they right. talk about it. Blue Ribbon Fact-Finding Commission. I just remember how scared I was, like, in college when it was still not legal to like smoke pot in public you know now god it's like we live in just a whole different matrix of a world because yeah. it doesn't matter i mean well, that's here the least of their problems we once, do here yeah I here i once ruined my favorite pair of sweatpants because i had to shove a joint in there real quick <laughs> that's awesome why'd that ruin it <laughs> burn, burn a, a hole. hole burn a hole right through it oh. as if the cop was gonna be super fooled by my clever ruse hey uh sir your junk <laughs> is smoking a little bit there guy that called me a dumbass and kept walking <laughs> i was like sorry 
<laughs> Beat cop in Utah. It's like, hey, whatever, dumbass. <laughs> Just kept walking. <laughs> All right, there's your in the news for Jan 23, 2024. We have three new members of the Baseball Hall of Fame, an NBA trade, and an NBA coach suddenly fired. Next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 